Well, we have a lot to talk about today on this conversation episode. We're going to talk about the truth about what happened in D.C. on January 6th. We're going to talk about the Trump re-election. We're going to talk about media hypocrisy and how people are turning on Trump and how God is using this time to see what's really in your heart. All that and more, let's get into it. This is the Your Faith at Work podcast, here to help you transform the way you live and work every day. I'm Ryan Howard, and each Monday I'll bring you a five-minute devotional message, and on Thursday you'll hear a conversation about things that matter and what's going on in the world. This podcast will challenge, inspire, and equip you to understand the times, stand for truth, and partner with God every day in your life and work. Visit yourfaithatwork.org to learn more and download your free gift. Did they finally do it? Did the media finally get you to believe the narrative they've been sharing all this time? That Trump's a horrible person and he's inciting riots and oh my gosh, look at all this horrible stuff he's done. Did they get you? I sure hope not. We need to have eyes to see and ears to hear. So we're going to talk about what the world is talking about, and that's about what happened in D.C. yesterday, first off. And we've got a lot to cover here. But, you know, the whole point of this uh, Thursday episodes, these Thursday episodes, is to talk about things that matter and what's going on in the world. Because, And it's all about from the perspective of truth, you know. And there'll be lots of topics we're going to get into, but this is what God is putting in on our hearts right now. He's putting attention right now. It's front and center. And God doesn't always um, have politics front and center. But right now, this is the way that he's working. And this is what he's called us to. And as Christ followers, we need to be aware of that. We need to be tuned in. We need to understand the times and know what we should do. That's like the sons of Issachar. Okay, so let's get into it here. Now, what do you think happened in D.C.? There was over a million people. Trump invited all these people, all his supporters to come to D.C., over a million people. And it was all peaceful. It was an incredible event, just incredible. And there was all kinds of uh, things happening, sub-events kind of within that one big event. And it was just, it was a a beautiful thing to see. I would love to have been there. Uh, But I did get some reports from people that were on the ground there actually at the events. And obviously we see all kinds of stuff all over uh, the news and social media. But, well, I'm sure you noticed uh, in the afternoon or it was evening, I'm not sure exactly when it started, but they, there was a group of people that started to push in up toward the Capitol. And they uh, supposedly stormed the Capitol and, uh, well, got into the Capitol building, got down actually on the floor where Congress meets, and uh, went from there. Someone ended up getting shot, and I believe they ended up dying, and that's just so horrible. I mean, I... It's despicable and disgraceful that 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 happened. And, well, you see everybody jumping on Trump for this, like this was all his fault. And, uh, you know, he actually came out and uh, condemned the violence and told everybody to go home. And I saw Twitter deleted his video. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Well... What really happened? Well, you know what? If you look at uh, some of these other reports coming out, um, yeah, not so sure it was Trump supporters there. Uh, There's all kinds of corroborating evidence showing that uh, it seems that maybe a few hundred uh, Antifa 
people had gotten in there and uh, there was all kinds of signaling happening beforehand and there were certain tactics that were used that were the exact same as what Antifa did. They, they even had facial recognition software companies that came and said, yep, these are the same people. Look, and they literally had people. They were in the same outfits. They just add a Trump hat or they add something that's, you know, I mean, it's just incredible. And so it's all kind of suspicious stuff there, you know, but I will say, you know, of course I condemn this violence. I just can't believe anybody would even have a question about that, you know, um, whether Trump supporters condemn this violence. And even if it was real Trump supporters, or even if some of these people liked Trump, um, well, that doesn't, I mean, do you, are, are you a Cubs fan? Is every Cubs fan a polite Cubs fan? Is every Cubs fan a, a, a gracious Cubs fan? No, I mean, you can't throw everybody in the same thing. Maybe a Yankees fan you can throw in the same thing, but uh, just kidding. But, um, you know, it, so that's absurd. I mean, we have separate standards for everything, and we should not. I mean, we can't have that. When we see that, we need to get rid of it if we're convicted of that. But... You know, either way, we condemn the violence. Trump condemned the violence, told everybody to go home. So what I want to say about that is we need to have eyes to see and ears to hear. If something looks suspicious, are you just going to go with what you're told? I mean, I hope you weren't fooled. If you were, you have time now to turn your heart back and to get right with it, you know, and uh, not be fooled by that. And so... uh, well, you know, there's all kinds of suspicious stuff now, too. The Capitol Police and actually them opening the gates, literally. There, so there was no actual storming. I mean, they literally opened the gates. There's videos. There's multiple videos that have come out. And then, you know, 50 people, 100 people walked through. And then, I mean, I've been to the Capitol building. My wife and I got to go there uh, last year, well, 2019, the end of 2019. And it's incredible. But it's not something you just walk into. I mean, literally, even if you... um are storming through there and pushing your way through. I mean, one thing that really was suspicious to me was there was no escalation. Nothing got escalated until we heard about someone uh, firing a gun. So where was the Capitol Police trying to do their job to stop it from happening? If they didn't want to let them in, then where was the escalation? You know, there should have been warnings. They could have had other, uh, you know, non-lethal ways of using force. There could have been uh, holding them back. They could have used tasers. They could have used all kinds of these things. There was no escalation whatsoever. And it seemed like no resistance. And, uh, you know, there's other reports that talk about how, you know, you don't just get in there unless you've got someone on the inside helping out. And so, you know what, this looks suspicious, okay? So if nothing else... You know, we should be uh, kind of guarded on that. And so I just want to encourage you, don't take the bait. I mean, if you've made it this far, not listening to the social media, but the problem is I've seen lots of people take this bait. And what's really disgusting is the is the media hypocrisy. They see violent di- violence differently depending on how it supports their agenda. And this is just despicable and disgraceful. Um, you know, All of this media condemning this um, violence at the Capitol building, making such a big deal about it, which it should be. We should all condemn that. We should make a huge deal about it. That same media said nothing about the Josh Hawley attacks on his home. Josh Hawley here recently, they said nothing about the 2020 riots over the summer. Where were they? We hear the media actually justifying them and saying, oh, sometimes we got to use force and all this and kind of soft pedaling and, and, or ignoring it or saying, oh, it's mostly peaceful. Meanwhile, 
explosions literally behind the reporters going off and there's fires and people driving by saying cuss words at the reporter and throwing stuff. And I mean, what a joke, you know? And so that's just despicable, you know? And I hope that, that you can see that, you know? And, uh, but we need to have this discernment. And, you know, and there's a spiritual battle happening. It is absolutely no question. I mean, can you believe they opened Congress this week praying to multiple gods? Uh, well, there's really only one God, but multiple uh, entities, I would say. And, um, well, yep, just open that up. Uh, and it's just absurd. I mean, and behind him has in God we trust, you know, while he's saying this ridiculous prayer, if you want to call it that, this invocation or whatever. Um, and then he adds, he says, I'm in and I woman, like that's a gendered term. And it's funny because they made house rules and said, we want to remove gender now. And we can't talk of brother, sister, father, mother, all this. It's just absurd. But then, so they want to remove gender, but then they say this prayer where they're adding gender to the word amen, where it has nothing to do with gender. So that what kind of, that's kind of a schizophrenic thing. I mean, it's just virtue signaling all over the place. It's, it's incredible. And you know, amen is a a Latin term. It's it's and it it's comes from like it means so be it. Like when we had this in the Bible, it's like yes, confirmation. So be it, as you said. And so to to and it's kind of it's a it's a what's called an alliteration. Uh, I'm sorry, a transliteration where it's transliterated from a word. So it's it's basically it's not really translated. It's just um, a a word is made in English to look like the word the original. Uh, word to sound like it that's a transliteration okay anyway you just see the the ridiculousness of that and and we need to be standing up you know the pulpits have been too quiet for too long and it's time for them to get back into their rightful biblical place and uh i'm trying to help motivate the church to be engaged here you know this is your faith at work okay so this is all about connecting your faith to your daily work having this seam the seamless infusion of partnering with god and seeing that god god created you to do something he created you for a specific work and whether that's a teacher or volunteering or taking care of a family or a home or digging ditches or cleaning toilets or whatever it is it can all be done for the glory of god and he has a specific calling for you and well, we he all, but I also want to help equip you just for life as a follower of Christ, you know. And we got to have the right perspective. We got to have our hearts always before the Lord. And so we're talking about what's going on right now because we need to have discernment. We need to know what's going on. We can't just let the world go by and kind of oh look at what's happening in the culture. I can't believe all this. And meanwhile, we're just kind of sitting at home doing whatever, you know, barely even praying, and our du- our Bibles got dust all over it, you know. That's not the kind of faith that we have, you know. I mean, look at what's going on in China. You know, China is the number one, uh, the Christian, Christianity is growing the fastest in China. And it's all being suppressed by the government, you know. And, you know, where do we think we're headed if we were to have a Biden presidency? You know, that's exactly where we're headed, you know. And that that needs to be a topic of another episode, um, what that would look like. Even though he's not going to be president, I know, and we'll get into that here in a minute. But I want to encourage you. You know, I mean, did you react? I mean, I got attacked by by people um, that I thought would know me a little better. Um, you know, and whether I would support 
uh, violence, which is just absurd, and, and uh, people rebuking me, and, and I had to rebuke them. You know, I've been needed to be re- rebuked before and corrected and stuff and, and, and all that, but you know what? you got to have eyes to see. you got to have ears to hear. And what's the Spirit saying? You know, uh, look for the truth. we got to dig deep for that uh, sometimes. So, okay, well... Overall, that was an incredible event. I mean, like I said, millions of people there. It was an incredible rally. I've been to Trump rallies before um, uh, in 2016. I didn't get to go any this year because we had the campaign and um, we were pregnant and we weren't really traveling much. But, you know, it was just really incredible, man. There was so much energy. I could just, it was, it was awesome. So um, now I, we'll get into this too, that this is not really about Trump. God is doing something much bigger and Trump is just someone that God is using to accomplish his will, just like he does with us. Okay. So as I'm doing all these rants, you know, we just got to get real. And I'm going to say right now, um, Trump's going to be inaugurated. And I know that sounds wacky right now. If, if what you're hearing, okay, uh, all the electors have been confirmed, and I wanted to talk more about kind of the process. You know, uh, Vice President Pence had options constitutionally that he could have done. He could have accepted the electors uh, from only the uncontested states. He could have accepted um, the le- the electors from the contested states where they sent multiple groups of electors, where it came from the Secretary of State and it came from the uh the legislature because the constitution says the legislature sends them. So he could have accepted those. Those would have been the Republican ones. Um, And he could have uh, led uh, to an investigation and said, we're going to delay this 10 days. We're going to investigate it. That's, that's happened before um, in 1800s. And so, uh, but what really needed to happen was have all this evidence trotted out for the American people to see. And well, we got a big distraction, didn't we? Again, another suspicion. So, uh, and it's, it's just disgraceful how, so many of these senators and uh, representatives violated their oath of office and certified contested electoral votes. It's despicable. It's disgraceful. So that's another another topic. But, you know, I say Trump will be elected. And that may be uh, uh, people think I'm crazy. And But, hey, wait, wait until it comes. And this podcast will be up after the fact as well. And you will see. And, uh, but I'm, you know, am I worried about what people, I'm worried about what one person thinks of me. That's God. Okay. And of course, what my wife thinks, if I'm pleasing God, though, I'm going to be pleasing her, you know, and my son. And so, because they want to serve God too. And so the thing is though, are you willing to be humiliated for Christ? You know, first Corinthians 410. And, uh, uh, are we going to be a, a fools for Christ? You know? I'm okay with saying what God has put on my heart to say if it's not popular, you know, and I hope you are too because, you know, it could be a test. I mean, what, what what's your priority? Is it to please God or to please man, you know? And Galatians 1.10 says, uh, the second part of that verse says, if I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So search your heart. You know, we all have some sort of people-pleasing need at some point or another. Well, maybe not all of us, but that we need to deal with. And so let God search that out and deal with it. Okay, so now what's going on? Well, we're going to see there's lots of corruption. We, <laughs> we already know that, uh, but I believe a lot of it, God is going to expose a lot of it. And we're going to start to see that come up. We've heard 
um, a lot of the prophetic voices of today saying that, but also uh, some of these other voices these uh, that have this, this intel. There's like this kind of public intelligence, and there's private intelligence, there's military intelligence. There's kind of just all kinds of these things and these people that are in the know, and you put all these little pieces together. And what we're seeing is justice is coming soon. And it's going to become, you know, we know God is ultimately going to bring everyone to justice. But, you know, we want to see justice done here on earth, too. Uh, but we trust God that he will ultimately bring every, everything and everyone to justice. And, and ultimately, you know, we want to see everybody come to know Christ uh, and have that redeemed life and come clean and live for him with, in, with him in eternity. You know, so we got to protect our heart towards all these people that are corrupt. But you know what? Jesus rebuked the people when they were corrupt. First century Christian, first century Jesus is there, all the leaders at that time, corrupt, self-interest, and greed. That's the three things. Nothing new under the sun. You're going to hear that a lot on this on this podcast. Nothing new under the sun. Everything that's happening right now has happened before. So, you know, we're going to see also um, uh, just a lot of stuff come to the surface, and we're going to see Trump inaugurated. So get excited for that. Um, you can see me... Uh, However you want, uh, but but you'll see it with your own eyes uh, here soon. And uh, like I said, this will be up afterward for a while. So, uh, you know, God is using this time uh, to show what's in people's hearts. You know, uh, uh, were you where, where were you at before? It's revealing what's really there. See, you see all of these people now in the in the legislature are letting their guard down. And you're starting to see what they're really about. And you see people that were going to support the uh to challenge and then after the event yesterday they changed their mind well why would they do that you know so much of politics is about oh well if i do this and then it's going to cause that and it's going to do this all this calculating and this and that and there's a there's a time for that of course there's i mean there's strategy and i mean there's a way that that makes sense but when it comes to doing what's right and upholding your oath to uh or fulfilling your oath to uphold the constitution there's one choice there's one choice, and the violence yesterday wouldn't change that choice. So, well, I'm excited to see a lot of this come out. Um, there's an upri- a conservative uprising. You know, the younger generation coming after the millennials are more conservative um, than before, than the other generations come- that came before them. And that's coming. I mean, you see that with Charlie Kirk and his movement, and uh, it's exciting times ahead. But there's revival coming, and that's what God's doing. He's uh, clearing the threshing floor, showing what's in people's hearts, you know. And, uh, you know, are you backpedaling? Or did you, you know, were you one that turned on on uh, Trump and, and our expectations because of the media hype? And again, this is not all about Trump, okay? This is about what God is doing, and Trump is a tool he's using to do that, just like we are. And God gives each one of us a calling, and we need to have high levels of intimacy with him so that we don't miss that calling. I mean, it's daily. And trust me, I'm preaching to, to me just as much because I need to hear that. I, I need more time. I want more time with him, more consistency, um, and so I can have clarity and confidence in walking out what God has for me to do that day. So I want to wrap up this episode with reminding you that, you know, God is in charge. <laughs> Our hope is in him. You know, it's not in Trump. Trump's a part of the plan. Trump is someone that God is using big time. 
And he's someone that uh, clearly has gotten past what people think, you know, and he's willing to do what is the what the conviction is. And, you know, this is about what God is doing. And so, you know, everything looks hopeless. Um, but, you know, even if it did go the wrong direction, um, like down the road, um, well, our hope is still in God and we serve him. So it's not in um, an election turning out the right way. It's not in a certain person being in charge. It's not in any of that. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. He's our Savior. You know, so make sure you're not losing hope and walking in fear of man. You can't walk in fear of man and faith in God at the same time. <laughs> they do not coexist. It is one or the other. And we can walk in and out of both. We want to always walk in faith in God. That's trust and relying on God, period. That's it. And I want to uh, give you one last thing here. You know, things may look hopeless now for Trump to be reelected, uh, but we'll see that he will be inaugurated and he will serve his second term very soon. And so I want to remind you about a story about a man named Moses and uh, the Israelites. They were in Egypt and God spoke to him, went through this whole process to get them out of Egypt. And then what? He, he told him to go a certain way. And all the people said, what well, doesn't make any sense? Why are we going this way? We should go the other way, this other way. And they, they went the way God said. Moses led them there by faith, you know, trusting and relying on God. And what happened? They came up to the Red Sea. Oh, it's all hopeless. Now the uh, Egypt changed their mind. The Egyptians, the whole Egyptian army and Pharaoh is closing in on them. And they're sitting there by the Red Sea panicking. And here's Moses saying, well, this is where God led us. So this is what what he where he wants us and what is what happens the miracle takes place they're all paying moses takes his staff puts it up there and god parts the red sea and guess what they walked through the sea on dry ground and then after they got through this is millions of people they got through okay up on the other side and then what happened the sea closed in over pharaoh and all his army and they all perished and they washed and, and their chariots washed up on the shore for all the Israelites to see. All thing was hopeless, but they followed God and they did exactly what God said, and God was faithful. So take take courage, uh, be filled with hope, be filled with faith, not fear. Walk forward. Our hope is in the Lord. Make sure you're seeking the truth. Don't fall for the lies. Always be a truth seeker. Understand the times. Know what you should do. Walk in prayer. Be praying and fasting for our leadership. Take your assignments from God seriously. Always have that high levels of intimacy with him and stay strong in your faith. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, and you can help us spread the word by giving us a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Visit yourfaithatwork.org to learn more.